Welcome to Your Career. I'm your host and resident career expert, Todd Bermont. We are coming to you from beautiful downtown Conroe, Texas on Lone Star Community Radio, FM 104.5, 106.1, and globally on IRLoneStar.com. Each week on this program, we'll be discussing key topics to empower you to succeed with the job search and your career. In addition, we'll share with you the latest career-related news and jobs data you can use to land a new job and make more money. Our goal with your career is to share with you insider secrets and tips you can use whether you're looking for a new job or just want to make more on your existing one. On today's program, I'm excited to have two wonderful guests from the workforce education at Lone Star College. But before diving in, for those of you who don't know me, my name is Todd Bermont, author of 10 Insider Secrets to Winning Job Search and Director of Sales and Marketing for Evolve. Evolve plans, designs, builds, and maintains data centers throughout Houston and across the globe. Now, first, let's take a look at the weekly unemployment report. I am really thrilled on this news because uh, ever since the beginning of the year, at the beginning of the year, I said that you could sense like a, a feel of optimism in the air. And that is proving true when it comes to the unemployment claims. And uh, this week, the unemployment claims are once again down from the previous week. So every week, the unemployment claims have been decreasing each week. So this week, 240,000 people filed, uh, which is great news because anything under 300,000 is, is a positive number. And uh, on this program, for those of you that have listened quite often, you know I have a beef when it comes to the adjusted numbers versus the unadjusted numbers. And uh, what I'm excited to report is that the difference between those two numbers now, the fake one that the government wants everybody to know and the real numbers that are the truth, there was only a 4,000 person difference this week. So that's about as close as I can remember it in years. So uh, kudos to the current administration for finally starting to get this report uh, into alignment a little bit, although I'd like to see no discrepancies on that. All right, next I'd like to give a shout out to Latanya and all the other Ed2Go students listening in on today's program. And on that theme, for the question of the week, I would like to air a question from one of the students in the class this month, uh, Jennifer. And uh, Jennifer asks, Hi, Todd, I have a quick question for you. How far back should I go on my resume? I graduated from college in 1990 and have been working ever since with a career change in the early 90s. What should I do? Thanks for your thoughts. Well, that's a really good question. People ask that all the time. And uh, I almost have to chuckle when I see graduating college in 1990 because, yeah, I graduated a few years before that, uh, although not too many years before that, 86. Uh, but believe it or not, I still include every job on my resume. But uh, what I don't do, though, is I don't give the same emphasis to, to each job. And, you know, so there's a couple things you want to look at. First of all, is the experience that you have back in the 90s, is that relevant to the current job you're seeking? You may have had some great experience back then that is very much relevant to the job you want to get now. And if that's the case, give some room on the, real, uh, on the resume, have some real estate for that. Uh, however, if it has nothing to do with the job that you're looking to do right now, and, and judging by your question about the, uh, the fact that you mentioned a career change in the early 90s, my gut feel is you'll just want to list the job title and the company and the dates where you work there, but you don't have to go into any more detail than that. 
you want to really save the key real estate, the most important real estate on your resume for that information that is position relevant. And by that, I mean, does it matter for the job that you're currently seeking? The hiring manager, is that hiring manager going to look at that and say, well, so what? Why should I care about that information? Or is the hiring manager going to look at that information and say, yeah, that's the kind of background I'm looking for uh, in a candidate. So, so I would put it through what I would say the relevancy test. Anything that's relevant to your current position, put it on the resume, but certainly put more emphasis on your more recent experience than your prior experience. So in addition, we've had a lot of questions lately from our students at Ed2Go about age again. You know, a lot of folks uh, have, uh, well, they're up there in age like I am, you know, over 50, all right? And and they're wondering, well, Todd, is, is there any hope for us uh, over 50 job seekers? Because um, uh, we keep being told we're overqualified. And, uh, you know, I'll be curious to get some perspective from our guests shortly on the program on, on that one, because, you know, I'm really curious if somebody over 50 can have a new career and start out fresh, if that's the direction they want to go in. But I do want to address the overqualified objection, because that is a real big pet peeve of mine. Last year was a tough year. For my wife, she went through multiple surgeries, uh, uh, overcame breast cancer, overcame blowing out her knee, and then finally had a hysterectomy at the end of the year. She hit the trifecta. And uh, do you think I, when I, when we were looking at doctors that we wanted to perform the operations, do you think we wouldn't have wanted a doctor that's overqualified? Of course we'd want an overqualified doctor. Of course we'd want a doctor that you know, has done the surgery a, a thousand times in their sleep because we'd have a comfort level there. So anytime somebody is giving you an objection, oh, you're overqualified, that, that's a smokescreen. Who wouldn't want somebody that's overqualified? It's a smokescreen for what their true concern is. And that concern might be that they're afraid that you're going to cost too much to hire, or maybe they're afraid that when the job market gets better as it is now that you might hop to a new employer uh, or they might be afraid that you're trying to get their job. So uh, whatever the real concern is, it's, it's critical to try to get through the smoke screen, identify what the real concern is, overcome that objection and move forward. But don't let age be an issue because I can tell you I've hired plenty of people through my career that have both been older than I am and I've certainly hired folks even in their 60s throughout my career. So don't let age be a detriment to you. So with that, we're going to be going to a short break. And when we come back, we have two great guests that we're going to talk about this and many other topics as it relates to the workforce. So you are currently listening to Your Career with Todd Berman on Lone Star Community Radio, FM 104.5, 106.1, and IRLoneStar.com. Got a question or topic you like covered? Check us out on Facebook slash Your Career Todd Vermont. Stay tuned. Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's community radio station. And we are looking for talk show hosts and volunteer DJs for our music shows. 
Are you interested in having your own talk show on Lone Star, or have you always wanted to live out your dreams of being a music DJ? With the addition of Conroe's FM 104.5 and 106.1 and video aspects of our talk shows, we are needing people to grow with us. If you or someone you know might be interested, please contact us online at IRLoneStar.com slash contact us or call the station at 936-647-5747 for more information. Welcome back to Your Career. I'm your host and resident career expert, Todd Berman. Each week on Your Career, we're sharing valuable information you can use to further your job and career. And I'm really excited today. We've got two great guests. Wait, I can't talk. It's Friday. Two great guests. There we go. Say that real quick five times, right? From Lone Star College. And uh, first of all, we have Amy Cooper. And uh, Amy's been with Lone Star College for over 11 years, previously developing workforce training programs and assisting with a variety of events, supporting the community and business partnerships. Amy has a bachelor's degree in radio and television. Oh, now I'm under a lot of pressure. I know. You, radio. Well, you, you do have a good radio voice. I actually was a radio personality for about a year. See, for me, for, for, for me, my wife just says I have a face for radio, but that's about that. <laughs> but uh, uh, I love your radio voice, though. Well, thank you. And, and thank you very much. So, uh, so Amy is from, uh, she got her bachelor's degree from Sam Houston State University. Eat them up cats. Is that what they say there? That's right. Okay. You, you have to do the whole hand signal, too. Eat them up cats. Eat them up cats. <laughs> All right. And she continued her education at the University of Houston, Victoria, to achieve her master's degree in nonprofit leadership and marketing. In the past three years, she continues her journey at Lone Star College to enhance promotion of workforce certificates and degree programs. And, you know, I want to learn about what what exactly is a certificate and a degree program and the difference between the two. And uh, as as a part of. Of the career of the completion, she shows how important planning and training is to achieve career goals. And uh, we're going to have a couple of accents, you know, on, on the program today. Because first of all, I've got the Chicago accent going here. And I've and got that strong Southern. Strong Southern I- accent. <laughs> now, now, everybody, you're going to love this accent coming up. Uh, Caroline Williamson. And uh, Caroline is the executive director of Workforce Strategic Initiatives. And she's been with Lone Star College for over five years now. Caroline holds a Bachelor's of Commerce degree from Curtin University uh, in Western Australia. That's right. She, she worked for the largest training provider in Western Australia for nearly 10 years before moving to the United States, where she was a marketing manager in the private sector in both Houston and Charleston, South Carolina. Oh, I love Charleston, it's South beautiful. Carolina. Yeah. It's very beautiful. And uh, after moving back to Houston, Caroline joined the Lone Star College team and uh, first in their corporate college where she successfully implemented customized training for incumbent workers and uh, for many of Houston's largest employers and then moving into her current role where she oversees all workforce projects and special projects from the chancellor. All right. So, so I have to ask Caroline a question right out of the (laughs) gate. All right. So um, I've been to Australia twice, once uh, for a honeymoon and um, once on business, and I absolutely loved Australia. The people in Australia are incredible. Um, the climate is incredible in Australia. There's like next to no crime. 
What would possess you to want to move <laughs> to Texas of all places from Australia? I'm really curious. I said something very similar when I decided I was going to move. Um, I was coming over here to try it out for a year. Um, my parents were living here in Houston, which was why I came here. Because otherwise, when I thought about Texas and thought about a land of red dirt, I didn't see any <laughs> point in leaving Australia. But I moved here. I met some wonderful people. Houston is such a friendly city. I couldn't get over how easy it was for me to make friends when I moved here. And then I met the man that I was going to marry. And now I'm here. <laughs> but so, Australia is still my home. So do you get back to Australia much? I have only been back once in the last 12 years. Really? It's hard to find the time and the money to make that trip. And I'm yeah. not flying all that way just for a weekend. <laughs> You're going to stay a while. That's right. <laughs> but she can't stay too long. We have to have her back over here. <laughs> there you go. Well, well, let's dive right into it because I'm really curious what workforce education is all about and what certificate programs are all about. So um, uh, I was wondering if you could just give me a little bit of overview of what exactly is workforce education and how is that different from traditional education? Well, you know, a lot of it, too, with colleges, we have all this education speak. So for us, workforce training and workforce education means just that. We're going to prepare you for your next position. Um, we're focused on making sure we're going to give you those highly technical skills that get you that job. So workforce education really focuses on those areas that are going to find you employment. So what would some examples of those types of areas be? Well, I mean, almost anything from, um, we actually break it into kind of four clusters. Uh, anything in our healthcare sector, computer uh, manufacturing and skilled trades, as well as our business and professional. So like, for example, you could have uh, an associates of applied science and accounting. You could have an associates in mechatronics. You could, uh, wait a minute, wait, what, what's, <laughs> what's, what's mechatronics? mechatronics? What is mechatronics? <laughs> well, you're looking at a system, um, almost in a, in a lot of our, uh, plants and assembly lines and manufacturing. Automated manufacturing. Yeah. Yeah, and, and you're seeing someone that's coming in different into that position mm -hmm. where they're dealing a lot with the uh, computer systems. Um, so someone who's very technically skilled in that area. Awesome, awesome. And uh, so are these programs lengthy programs? Do they uh, take years to complete or months to complete or it depends? Well, you know, we talk a lot about our associates, which is a two-year degree. Uh, but I don't think a lot of people understand about our certificates. So in some of these programs, you have a certificate one or a certificate two. And what's great about that is someone can really plan out their journey. But in that certificate one, they're going to find employment. That's a skill or a trade you're going to learn because we're 75% hands-on and 25% lecture. So with that hands-on training, that's going to put you above the rest. And so you complete that certificate one, you find that position, but you're thinking, you know what, I want to continue, I want to grow within this job, I'm going to need a little bit more training. You go back for the certificate two, still in that degree, but it makes it so much easier when you break that up. Um, and I feel like our, our students, they find it that easier to take than to think about, oh, my gosh, two years before I find that next position. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to be going to a break. But when we come back from break, what I'd like to do is I'd like to dive in more about 
what exactly a certificate one versus two is and mm-hmm. and uh the you know the terminology behind that the timing behind that and um uh, also the employability aspect of that. So Absolutely. you are listening to Your Career with Todd Bermont on Lone Star Community Radio. Stay tuned. I know you know this already, but most of the shows on Lone Star Community Radio are available in podcast format. If you want to keep up with the latest shows, just subscribe to our YouTube channel, Lone Star Community Radio, and our website at IRLoneStar.com. You can even follow us on SoundCloud and Twitter to see the latest posts from Lone Star Community Radio. Can't find a show? Then just search for it on IRLoneStar.com in the search bar to the top right of every page. Or just contact us on IRLoneStar.com slash contact us with your questions, demands, sponsorships, anything. Lone Star Community Radio is your Montgomery County Community Radio Station. Welcome back to your career. I'm your host and resident career expert, Todd Bermont. And uh, we are here talking about workforce education. And, you know, a lot of people approach me and they wonder, you know, when you get up there in age, can you start out fresh? And so I I really want to learn more about these certificate programs and, and still a little bit more the difference between the certificate and a degree. So I was wondering if you could elaborate on that as well as um, still having a difficult time visioning. Well, what's the difference between a certificate one versus two? Is it like an advanced level course versus an entry level course? So that's a bunch of questions in one, and I'll open it up. Well, and I know I keep cutting Caroline off, so I'll start with a, a little bit of something, and and I know she's going to follow up mm-hmm. on a couple of things for me. Um, a certificate one is in those training courses. It's like an introduction but enough of an introduction to give you the hands-on training, uh, maybe for an entry-level position. Then as you achieve the certificate two, you can think of that as like an intermediate position, still moving up within your company. Or if, let's say there's a, a, an additional skill set that is required for that position, then that's what um, the certificate two would give you. And then the degree is basically the advanced piece of it. And in some cases, with a lot of different companies, they want you to have a degree to move into higher level positions. So that associates is going to help you obtain that. But you've been working with them all along. And you've been taking those credentials and those classes to do so. And again, with our education speak, but we call it stackable credentials so that as they're continuing through their path for the degree, all of these classes stack into one another for them to obtain the advanced skills. Outstanding. So, Caroline, I have a question for you as far as with these certificates. Can can somebody just go to Lone Star and, and just get a a single certificate, like a certificate one, and, and get a job with that? Well, they can. And in fact, not just the certificate one, we have some six to 10 week fast track certificates that have been designed specifically to take you into the job. So for example, we have a um, floor hand roustabout program, which is, the, we are the only co- community college in the United States that's certified by the IADC to deliver their gateway program, which is embedded into our floor hand roustabout program. So in six, to six weeks, I mm-hmm. think that one is, Six weeks, they'll come out with not only their Lone Star certificate, they'll also have an IADC gateway um, certification. They have their rig pass certification and they have their well shop certification. And with that, they can go straight onto a rig as a floor hand. And then they can come back to the college to do a certificate one, two, and the AAS degree in a field service technician. 
Now, is there any expiration date on the education? Like, let's say somebody got that entry-level certificate, went to work on a rig for a couple years, and then wanted to come back and get further education. Would that education still count towards a degree or not it, necessarily? It does. And the other thing is that, that some of those uh, certifications have to be renewed. And for that, we have our corporate college, which delivers customized training to incumbent workers. Uh, and it also has our professional development uh, side of, of, of everything. Mm -hmm. And so you can come back as, at any point and do just that part of it that gets you renewed in those certifications. But that's such a good point that you bring up, though. Will that certificate, one, find you an employment? It will on an entry-level position. And I think when, you know, we talk to a lot of our students that are coming back, maybe they've lost their position, maybe they have to learn a new skill set, um, we look at all of that with them. And uh, we want to make sure we advise them in the best way that's something that they feel comfortable with as well as uh, obtainable employment. So those are things that we really look at when we're working with a student. And, you know, earlier you mentioned about the age yeah. of students. And I think that's such a good point to bring up because we're not talking about, you know, 18 to 21. We're talking about folks who, you know, in their 50s, we've seen folks in their 40s. We've even seen some come back from their 60s mm -hmm. to say, really? I've, you know, I'm now retired, but I want to do something else. Well, then great. Let's get you started. And, and so that's something, too, I think, with Lone Star. We do that really well, especially in workforce education, of giving someone another opportunity. And it's not so scary. So are the classrooms fairly diverse as far as age and gender and race and everything else? Absolutely. And, you know, I think one of our, um, in some of our classes, the average age was like 29. Mm -hmm. um, but then others, you're seeing 45 to 50. And what we're hearing from a lot of our employers in the industry is that they really like having that older person because they're more mature. They can handle some of the stresses and pressures that are with that company. Um, and, and they're kind of more established in what they can do in their skill set. And they'll actually show up to work on time and not be on <laughs> Facebook eight hours a day. And they'll dress appropriately, you know, just a couple of those highlights. But we actually teach that course mm -hmm. as well. So we do have soft skills training because, you know, a lot of our younger students come out. And maybe you want to touch on that a little bit, Caroline. Only that we have, we embed behavioral skills in so many of our courses. And so then those behavioral skills, we have 32 behavioral skills that we have um, identified with employers. We work very, very closely with the local area employers. We have advisory councils at a variety of levels from high level uh, executives that work with our chancellor to the mid-level that works at the program cluster area. And then the people who are actually doing the job, they're the ones we talk to when we're developing the details of the curriculum to make sure that this is what they do every day on the job. Um, and so one of the things that we asked was, what are those soft skills that are required by people showing up on time? So we We'll test that in the classroom, dressing appropriately, communication skills, all those kinds of things. Well, interesting. We're going to be going to a break, but when we come back from the break, I, I really want to dive in further on the soft skills because that's always something that employers struggle with in today's world. And, you know, I'm really curious, can you teach soft skills? So, so that's something, and can somebody learn soft skills right. as, as they're older? So that's something I want to talk about after a break. And then I also uh, want to talk about a topic that just popped into my head as well. Uh, the impact of robots as we're uh, okay. you know, moving forward. So with that, you are listening to Your Career 
with Todd Bermont. Stay tuned. We're starting to film our talk shows and putting them on YouTube. Your favorite Lone Star Community Radio show can be seen on YouTube under our Lone Star Community Radio channel and on City of Conroe's Our City TV channel on Suddenlink Channel 12. Make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel to see the most recently released videos and find more information online at IRLoneStar.com TV. Welcome back to Your Career. I'm your host and resident career expert, Todd Bermont. Each week on Your Career, we're sharing valuable information you can use to further your career and land the ideal job. Now, before the break, uh, we've got two fantastic guests on our program today, uh, Amy Cooper and Caroline Williamson, both from Lone Star College. And, and we're talking about workforce education. And uh, right before the break, we were talking about soft skills. And I know being in the field for the last several years that um, this is an area that employers are really struggling with because a lot of the millennial generation, if you will, and, and uh, younger, uh, the biggest complaint is people not knowing the basics of how to talk to one another, how to show up to work on time. And I, I'm really curious, can these things be taught? Because, you know, you, you, you almost take soft skills for granted, but not everybody has them. Right. Well, and I think that's why we've truly worked with these employers to embed that. Um, these behavioral skills are not just one course, but they're taught throughout our programs as a reminder, just like safety. Safety is valuable. You can't take one course on safety, right? right? So you have to keep pushing that message and keep sharing that message, but also put that into training. Mm -hmm. So like for us in our programs, um, like Caroline was saying before the break, is we test that. Are you dressing appropriately for the job? Are you addressing your faculty and the other members in your class, you know, appropriately? Please put away your phones. Like If, if class starts at 8 a.m., that door gets shut and locked. And if you're not in there, you're not coming into class. Really? We have some very strict instructors. Wow. Well, and it has to be that way because what are we preparing them for? If, you know, if we're very lenient, then the expectation is so will the employer. Um, and you're right. That's just not how it is anymore. And and I think, yes, soft skills, behavioral skills can be taught. Um what it, there's a saying about you have to do something a certain number of times before it becomes a habit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they That's spend it. their time with us making it into a habit. Yeah. And then when they get to the employer, they've already got it. Yeah. Wow. Now, that's quite a bit different than a lot of institutions of uh, higher education, if you want to say, uh, that I've seen in the past. I've not seen colleges or universities get that strict with the, with the students. And I think that's awesome that you guys do that because... Just today, there's such an expectation of uh, everything should be handed to you on a silver platter and everybody gets a participation trophy and everything else. And guess what? Life doesn't work that way. And so that's outstanding that your programs are, are teaching people the important skills day one and throughout the program. So that's awesome. Well, and the message, just you know, to highlight as well, the message has always been with our chancellor who's working with these industry members, we listen to them. We want to know exactly what they're needing from not only our programs, but the type of student so that our students are hired. 
by these businesses um, and these industries. And so, again, it really goes back to listening to those groups that come in for these Chancellor Advisory Council meetings because we want to be as accurate as possible and we want to give them the best employees possible. So so it sounds like then a large percentage of the students that go to Lone Star go straight into the working world from Lone Star versus going to a, a, a university, a four-year college? Well, in workforce education, we really do focus on if you're going through that type of training, you're going for employment. We also have, of course, academic transfer programs um, and other associate degrees, Mm -hmm. Um, but that's the kind of plan for the university. And I think you spoke about it with the workforce advisors. We, 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 there are pathways that they can go from workforce into academic transfer courses as well. Um, But for the most part, the people coming to the classes that are under the workforce division, it's because they want to go get a job. They're not looking to get a four-year degree. And there's an awful lot of jobs there that don't require a four-year degree. And I think that's important for people to know too, that Mm -hmm. they can get a job without having to have a four-year degree. That's absolutely true. In fact, uh, different studies have shown that as many as 40% of employers say that the toughest jobs to fill are the middle-skilled jobs. Mm -hmm. And those are those jobs that require a little more than a diploma, but they don't require a four-year degree. So that. That is absolutely true. Well, and that's the hands-on training. A lot of it is truly that hands-on experience. Um, Are you achieving that in your program in those level one and level two certificates? And I think you and I were also speaking about just the fact that we truly are hands-on. I mean, we're looking at 75% of our classes hands-on and 25% theory. And I think that's really different from what a lot of people think when they're going back to college, you're taking those steps or you need to obtain a new skill set. They think they're just going to sit and listen to a lecture, you know, for two hours of their day. And they're not. They're going to be working on machines. If they're in our machining lab, they're going to be working on the lathe or the uh, CNC machine. Uh, If you're in welding, you are going to weld. If you're going into our automotive, you're going to work in the garage with cars. So uh, I think that's a a big piece that Lone Star is kind of turning around in workforce. So it's almost like Lone Star is, it seems like it's almost like two institutions or multiple institutions in one where... You know, on the one hand, for your traditional student that's coming out of high school and looking to go on to, you know, and get a four-year degree, that mm-hmm. there's that aspect of Lone Star College. But then workforce education, it seems like it's a, a whole different curriculum, a whole different time frame, and almost different learning objectives as well. Is, is that true? Uh, absolutely. And a great example of that is within our welding department at our Lone Star College North Harris campus. We had so many people that were coming in to train in that area because we had a lot of positions that were available. And so they were coming into that area. Our classes were completely full. Well, we started a session from midnight to 2 a.m. Wow. And I mean, that's that's the kind of midnight response. to 2 a.m. Midnight to 2 a.m. And that's the kind of response that we want to have to our students, um, because ultimately we're here to help them to obtain employment. That's what we want. And for those that are going into workforce education, that's what we really want for them. We don't want to go. We don't want them to go through training that's not going to provide a salary for their family, for their life. And and so that's, there is opportunities to continue your education. But if you're looking, you know, to obtain a new skill set for a career, then you need to look at workforce training that we have. 
Boy, that is so refreshing to hear because you look at it. Well, and, and actually, in, in I'm getting way off topic here, but that's <laughs> that's typical for me. Um, but when we we're going to be going to a break, but when we come back from the break, I, I want to understand what the costs are involved to mm-hmm. um, be a part of one of these programs. I was talking to a, a buddy of mine uh, from the I'm originally from the Chicago area and, and he's got a son currently going to the University of Chicago. And I asked how much the tuition is a year at the University of Chicago. And he told me it's $69,000 a year oh, wow. to go to the University of Chicago. And I'm thinking, how will you ever get a return on that level of investment? And, mm-hmm. you know, for folks in our audience that, uh, you know, don't have $69,000 to spend in Absolutely. a given year, you know, I'm really curious when we come back from the break to learn you know, what are some of the costs associated with these programs and is there financial assistance and those kinds of things? So, so you're currently listening to Your Career with Todd Bermont. We are talking to folks from Lone Star College and Workforce Education, so stay tuned for more. Lone Star Community Radio is FM. That's right. Set your radio dials and your button presets to Conroe's FM 104.5 and 106.1 coming in June of 2016. To celebrate this edition and the addition of video versions of our talk and music shows on YouTube, cable TV, and Our City TV, we are offering special sponsorship rates, which include free audio spots that are played throughout our broadcast. Interested? Check out our sponsor rates for shows just like the one you're listening to online at IRLoneStar.com sponsor or call the station at 936-647-5747. Reaching the people of Montgomery County with Montgomery County's community radio station with Lone Star Community Radio. Welcome back to your career. I'm your host and resident career expert, Todd Bermont, and I am absolutely thrilled to have as guests on the program today, Amy Cooper and Caroline Williamson, both from Lone Star College and the workforce education area. And before the break, we were talking about what are some of the costs associated? Because, you know, let's face it, a lot of folks that want to go back to school are people that are unemployed and, and they might be down in their luck and mm-hmm. not have much money in the bank at all. And you know, does it cost a fortune to get one of these certificate programs or is it affordable? And, and is there any kind of help that people can get for these programs? Yes, there is. We have, um, I'll let Amy speak more to the pricing because she's more closely aware of what those are. But we have a whole bunch of grants available right now. And those grants can pay for people's tuition. They can help pay for books. They can help pay for any uniforms, you know, FR clothing, that kind of thing that they might need as part of their program. Um, and all they have to do is reach out because if they, you know, there's some of these grants don't require much in the way of prerequisites to be able to get that those dollars. So if they reach out to us, we can make sure that they can find a way to get into training and that training get them a job. Now, to get these grants, do you have to fill out tons of paperwork? Do you have to be an expert in grant writing or? or... Oh, no, these we we filled out the paperwork. We were the experts in grant writing. We got the dollars. We just have to make sure that they are. Uh, suit whatever requirements we were told they needed to have in order to get the to get the grant money. And like I said, there's several different grants out there. So maybe they don't fit this one, but they might fit this other one. And we have 
experts that are available to advise to be able to let them know what they can go, go for. Um, in some of these grants, there might be a requirement to <clears throat> take a test to make sure that they're at the right level, you know, the right reading and math level. But even if they're not, we can give them the training to get them to that level as well. And that can still be covered underneath the grants. Wow, that's outstanding. And and for for folks who might not necessarily qualify for a grant, are, are the programs affordable? They really are. Uh, Caroline mentioned earlier about some of our fast track non-credit. Some of those programs start out at $4,000. And you're looking at six or eight weeks. But again, we're focused on employment. So you want to identify that program that one, you're passionate about, and two, that really is going to fit your budget. And we have a lot of our folks that go through our training. Like you were talking about Certificate 1, what can they do? Well, a lot of them are already working. So so we want to make sure they get the best return on investment for their money because they're trying to pull it all together, right? So, yes, some of our programs can start out around 4000 um, Our roustabout program that you were speaking to earlier was about eight. So... Again, though, we have opportunities. There is financial aid and specifically grants just for workforce education. Mm-hmm. And so that speaks a lot directly to those students. Um, and and when we're talking about eligibility, yes, you may have to go through some testing and you'll have to fill out some paperwork. But bottom line, they are available. Um, and we're not just talking mm-hmm. a little bit. We had in particular $100,000 available mm-hmm. just for books. Wow. So it's kind of like, you know, we want to help those students succeed, and we're going to try to use our, our tools to do that. And we have a director over that area who has a full department who works with students on that. So what I may also do is share with you later the website for your folks, um, some other contact numbers, because we want them to speak directly to it. We don't want them to think, oh, we just came on our show, and we have all these great things available, but then you never saw anything else from it. So we'll make sure to give you all that information as well. Well, well, let's let's give the audience. Uh, do you have that website address that we absolutely. can share with the audience right now? Let's do it so we don't Absol- run out of time. Yes, absolutely. So you're going to go to lonestar.edu/fa-grants. So it's like for financial aid. Okay, so lonestar.edu/fa-grants. Outstanding. And, and also, if you can email me that link, I'll make sure that we post it on. Uh, well, it's a good time to mention that we have our podcasts up on YouTube and SoundCloud. And we also have a, a, a page here at the radio station as well. So, um, you know, we will make sure to post that link as well. So so just to clarify, so the program may be $4,000 or $8,000, but with these grant you know, a lot of people may not have four or $8,000. Yeah. So with these grant programs that are available, that can cover a good portion of those costs? In some cases, it will cover the entire, every cost involved. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Really? So, and when Caroline was speaking to the tuition, books, and uniforms, a grant would cover all of that. Wow. So even the uniforms, it'll yes. cover? Yes. Because in a lot of our programs, you do have to have... Um, you know, a fire retardant uh, shirt, right? You know, overalls, coveralls, steel-toed boots. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and the you know that can be expensive. Mm-hmm. That stuff. So oh, so absolutely. the grants will actually pay it for sure like you to go to a, like do you order it online or or like yeah? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you work with the college. We'll uh-huh. make sure that you get that that the person who's in charge of that program will make sure that you get what you need. Wow. But I think that is also brings us to the conversation we had before the show about making sure that when you do contact the college, speak to an advisor, let them know what it is that you need, because they're the ones who can direct you on the right path so that if 
you want more than just the fast track certificate and more than just the entry level job. They'll make sure that you get the right one that leads you into the right certificate one, certificate two, and AAS degree. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of great information. I think a lot of people are used to going online, right, and mm-hmm. doing their research. Um, and so when you hit that Lone Star page, go directly to programs to study. It's going to give you a list of every program that we have available, certificates, degrees, those fast track certificates. So they can do a lot of research just on their own and come in with a plan as well. Outstanding. So uh, I'd like to ask uh, one final question. Uh, you know, <laughs> you know, I always have lots of questions, but, you know, I'm, I'm curious from, from your perspective, what you see the biggest challenges are for job seekers today and, and how can... Lone Star help job seekers overcome those challenges? I I think a lot of people come in, again, going to the fact that, oh, it's, it's college. It's sitting in, you know, a classroom, listening to someone to, that just goes on and on. Um, and maybe it's even just those first steps, getting to that campus and, and talking to someone, being overwhelmed by maybe that process because they haven't been there in years. Um, you know, campuses are different. And what makes that exciting as well as overwhelming is the fact that they are different. Where do you start? Where's your, you know, who do you speak to? And so for Lone Star, we've, we've really tried to make sure that you do have a hands-on approach with someone, that you're working with them on what their next steps are, that you're helping them define a path, and that they actually have the tools and the information. It's not to say you have to make a decision that day. You know, take that information back with you. So I think that can be really the most overwhelming step is actually going back to a campus or, or researching that information online. I do think that taking that first step is the hardest part. I, I would agree with that. But I also think it's important for people to know that once they've once they've come to Lone Star, we also have a job placement service for once either getting a job while you're studying or a job when you finish studying. Mm-hmm. And so as long as, as long as they come in and take that first step, they can also sign up for the job placement. So we can help them. We have people that will help them from how to sign up for a course, how to keep going, financial aid, all that stuff. And at the very end, we have the people who are going to help you find your job. Outstanding. Well, I can't thank our guests enough for just the the wonderful insight about Lone Star College. And, you know, I'm just totally pumped in, in hearing what you had to say today because it's just so refreshing to hear a college say, yeah, we want our students to get a job. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of times it's, we want the students to stay and get another degree. And so the college makes more money and, uh, it's just music to my ears, just hearing about what you do with the soft skills and, and the different grant programs that are available. And, and, and also what's most exciting is that it sounds like folks of any age can take these programs. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so we're going to go to a quick break And uh, when we come back, we're going to have some closing comments. So you're listening to Your Career with Todd Bermont on Lone Star Community Radio, IRLoneStar.com. Stay tuned. Did you know your favorite show on Lone Star Community Radio are on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Google+, Instagram, you name it, they're on it. Check out where they are online on IRLoneStar.com slash shows and see which of your favorite hosts are online. Make sure to follow them and see what is in store for the next broadcast. Follow Lone Star Community Radio on Twitter at IRLoneStar or Facebook with Facebook.com slash IRLoneStar. 
Welcome back to your career. I'm your host and resident career expert, Todd Bermont. And uh, we have just had a great program today talking about workforce education and all the opportunities that are available to our listening audience. And, you know, I think probably what I'd like to close on is just, you know, how exciting it is to hear that you're never too old to start over again in life. You know, so many folks that, you know, I get questions uh, in classes I teach and, and through uh, workshops that I put on and, and especially folks as they get older and in age, they wonder, you know, can I ever get marketable again? Can I change my skills? Can I enhance my skills? And it's just such a breath of fresh air to see that there are these program, wonderful programs available uh, right here in Montgomery County at Lone Star College. So just absolutely thrilled. And Amy and Caroline, I can't thank you enough for, for being a guest on the program. And uh, next next week, we're, we're going to have another exciting program. And next week, we're going to have a guest uh, on the program that's a recruiter, and uh, Sean Humayan. And uh, Sean does high-tech recruiting, and he's going to bring a perspective from the hiring side of the equation. What are employers looking for? What types of uh, tips and, and secrets that he can share with you to where you can get that job once you get that certificate from Lone Star College? So uh, with that, my closing comments for the day are I want you to envision success. Those of you who are out in this audience that, you know, times can be tough right now for a lot of people out there. I, I know a lot of people that are struggling and, and many folks are living paycheck to paycheck. And it's hard to envision life outside of your current circumstance. And what I want you to do is I, I really want you to close your eyes and visualize. I want you to visualize what your life can be. Eliminate the barriers, eliminate, eliminate all the doubt, eliminate the fear, believe in yourself, look at yourself in the mirror every day and tell yourself how proud you are of who you are. Don't look in the rear view mirror though, of maybe mistakes and and bad things that have happened in your life. Look forward. You know, when we drive, we're taught to mostly look forward. Yeah, once in a while, it's important to look in the rearview mirror, but look forward through life. Visualize success. When you visualize success, you can achieve it. So next week, I'm really excited that Sean's going to be joining our program. We're going to give you tips and techniques from a recruiting standpoint. And uh, also enjoy this beautiful weekend. The weather here is outstanding. So with that, you are listening to Your Career with Todd Bermont, IRLoneStar.com. Got a question for the question of the week? Email me at tbermont at IRLoneStar.com. That's tbermont at IRLoneStar.com. Have a successful day. Thanks for checking out this production on Lone Star Community Radio, Montgomery County's radio station. For more information on this show and other shows on Lone Star, check us out online at IRLoneStar.com. If you're interested in sponsoring a program on Lone Star Community Radio and reaching the local audience of Montgomery County on FM, Internet, and TV media, please call 936-647-5747. 
or contact us online at IRLoneStar.com. This recording is a Lone Star Community Radio production, produced by the show host and Dick Schistler of Lone Star Community Radio. Interested in volunteering as a music DJ or starting your own talk show? Yeah, contact Dick Schistler at Dick at IRLoneStar.com or by phone at 936-647-5747. 